business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I am unbelievably excited to have the superstar and the anonymous superstar, who actually is named James, but uh, behind the channel of Casually Explained. Casually Explained as a YouTube channel is a pure phenomenon and is a real standout for anybody that's camera shy. James's channel is incredibly funny and I'm going to put links to it beneath this video. Make sure you go and check it out because what you're going to see is a true craftsman at work. James, as I'm talking right now, has 1.7 million subscribers and that number is so very, very close to clicking over to 1.8 million subscribers. James is getting a million views a week on a brand new uploaded video. That video was one week old and is already at a million views. He's getting 1.3 million views in two weeks. The highest performing video at 7.9 million views. And to prove that wasn't a fluke, has followed it up with the second one at 4.9 million views. Um, James, thank you so much for joining me. And if you could casually explain how you got started in this whole YouTube venture. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for having me on. Um... I guess like for me, it actually started, the channel is about two years old and I was in uh, university at the time. I was taking engineering. I was about uh, six months in, so maybe a bit less than that, right near the end of the first semester and we're coming up to the final exams. And uh, as I was studying, I was just thinking like, oh man, this, this really sucks. Am I going to be doing this for another four and a half years or however long it might take? And so I thought, you know, what if, I was like, well, what if I actually just learned the concepts and explain them in YouTube videos. And if people watch those, that would motivate me to learn the material and actually get through college. So then nice. um, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll start off. What's the most obvious one you can do? It's calculus. Those are the, probably the most popular ones we have on YouTube. So I, I started to do a, a calculus tutorial. And if you go back into the, <laughs> the casually explained archives at the very first video, um, the end result of that session was basically a, I think, 17 second joke um, me making fun of uh, the whole process of doing calculus is just kind of like you get the problem, you plug it into a computer program to solve it for you. Um, and so <laughs> I made that video and I, uh, I posted on Reddit and then someone, um, uh, I posted on a subreddit called YouTube Haiku, which is like um, a subreddit for videos under 30 seconds. And then someone took it from there and then uh, reposted on the, the main video section. And then I went to sleep and I woke up and it had, uh, I think, 250, 300,000 views. Wow. And I had maybe 1,000 uh, 1, subscribers. And so from there, I was like, oh, oh my God. You know, wow, this, this is huge. This, yeah. This, yeah, this could be, yeah. We're, hopefully, uh, Ellen gives me a call anytime soon. She never did. But, yeah. And so, <laughs> I'll make sure uh, I hook you up with that. <laughs> yeah, coming soon, I'm sure. Um, but uh, from, that, from that moment on, I was like, oh, my God, I can actually just kind of keep doing this. So I made another video that was sort of similar. Uh, and that one did, you know, not as well, but it still did fairly well. And then I thought, okay, well, I need to start living up to the sort of casually explained name. So I decided to just do, uh, I made the video Absolute Hot, which was on uh, temperature. Yep. And, you know, it was just kind of done with MS Paint uh, and just me talking over it, which is like my, my terrible microphone that I had. And I just put it together in whatever editing program was available to me uh, at the time. And that one blew up as well that was right on the front page of reddit and that really started everything going and from then it was just i kind of realized well you know it wasn't really the education that people were tuning in for so i just kept going with that uh that same process and there were some videos that were real hits and some that you know didn't get any many views 
Um, but just since then, uh, it just built up a lot. And then after that first year, I think, I think um, at the end of that oncoming summer, I was, I forget how many subscribers I had. It was maybe 500 or 600,000, but it was right at the point where I thought, well, am I going to register for classes next year or not? And I decided, you know, I'd regret it if I let this one kind of slip away. So I um, didn't enroll for the next semester. I started doing the videos full time and that's been the story Fantastic. ever since. And, and I'm sure when you said to your parents that you uh, you were dropping out of engineering uh, and you're going to be a full-time, full-time YouTuber and never even be on camera, they would have looked at you and gone, what? <laughs> well, they still do. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> my mom is still sending me, um, oh, here's the enrollment deadlines for the university. Oh, maybe you should just take a few of these classes. Well, you know, I'll pay half your tuition, like all that kind of stuff. That never stops, but, uh, That never stops. Oh I, I talk to my parents all the time and like, we've been running a software company for 10, for 10 years. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. thousands of people subscribing to our platforms and whatever. And, and mum's like, so how's business? And if I've had a, if even just like a dip in a month, uh, I, you know, mum will say to me, so are you going to get a job or, and I'm like, oh, come on. Mom. <laughs> well, I thought it was so funny. Cause I mean, I feel like it's a fair enough case when you're still living at home. Yeah. Um, but then you're like, now I've been, you know, I've been moved out for a year and a half or something like that. Um, I, I feel like it should, I would hope that it's obvious that I'm doing fine. Yeah, but I feel like my mom's just trying to look out for me. Yeah. yeah. But I thought the funniest, I thought the, the best part was, um, someone, uh, made a post that was, you know, I mentioned the city that I live in, in one of my videos and then a whole bunch of people on a forum were kind of like, Oh, you know, casually explain mentioned, uh, the city that we're in. And someone's like, yeah, he's from there. And then uh, so people were like, oh, no, yeah, I think he's from there because I saw this. And they're kind of debating, you know, I, I am from the, from from there. And uh, <laughs> one person one person commented, uh, yeah, no, I know he's from there because I met his mom in a tile shop, oh. <laughs> which, is, which I thought was so funny because um, my mom just never stops telling me how she's run into these people <laughs> at a tile shop, at a restaurant. And every time she um, she sees someone remotely below 30, she's out there like handing out the business card, nice. making the plugs. So she's I don't know. I think it's just very That's nice. awesome. That's really cool. So no, I'm okay with that. you've been doing this, yeah. you've been doing this for two years, which is, which is fantastic. <laughs> and that growth is, is super fast. Do you have, you. when you started, it's just you, you're doing with, as you said, with Mike, with MS Paint or, you know, you're just <laughs> ch- you're throwing things up there. Um, did you, do you start with just you and grow into a team? Do you have a team now? Like what's the structure with, with Casually Explained? Uh, well, I'm just sorry. I, it's it's literally just me right now. Still, um, I am looking, you know, talking to different networks and and managers and all that kind of stuff right now. I'm just as it's getting to the point now where there's a few, you know, more menial things you kind of want to delegate in terms of you know email contact and running different social media pages to a certain extent. Um, but usually the process I would say is every YouTuber that I know of any sort of similar variety always starts with the same thing, which is yeah. like bare bones production value, pretty much no cost down. You're making it in your room, that kind of thing. And then slowly over time, like everything kind of develops in the sense where, um, you know, some people go and try to really pursue like management or an agent or merchandise or, um, integrations, uh, where, which is where a company, um, offers you money in exchange for putting an ad in your video rather than just the the pre-rolls. Um, some people go and look, you know, search that out really early. Um, but, uh, other channels, you know, if they grow quite quickly, you know, you'll find people reaching out to you for those things. So most of that stuff is, uh, you, you start looking into it as you need it and you'll know as it comes to, you You know, if you need an assistant or if you need, you know, a certain X, Y, Z person to help you out, it usually, um, is a pretty natural 
slow progression, I'd say. So for the for the most part um, of the people who are who are joining us with Viewfuse, they are you know just getting started or whatever. Mm-hmm. What what's important from that is you don't need fancy equipment, you don't need a team of people. You you literally just start with you and and get it done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I I really feel that. Um, most of the good YouTube channels that I look at and the way that people kind of get started in a really, really good way is, um, is is just, first of all, they're massive consumers of the content. You know, you have to watch a lot of videos to know what there is and know what people like watching and then know what people don't like watching. And then also, once you've consumed enough content, you're kind of familiar with it, you know where um, the kind of gaps are and the kind of stuff that you can do. And if you know where there's that kind of opportunity where you can make something that kind of fills that gap or people haven't done before or pers- uh, a perspective that someone hasn't given, then, you know, as long as you're hitting that, that's the most important thing. It's not, you know, how high quality your, your, your camera is or anything like that. That's not, that's not, um, that important. I think I find it fascinating. So I I would, and I don't know if you do this, but I would classify you and your channel. You've mentioned before it as an entertainment channel. I would classify you as a comedian. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but I find it fascinating that, that you're looking at that, um, uh, from a, engineering perspective i guess you're looking at it and finding the gaps and you're you're literally you're building into those gaps and do you, how much time or what's your strategy for your next um video that you're putting to, are you like brainstorming a whole bunch of ideas or how do you mm. put that together uh well it's kind of difficult because i, I think uh while you should always have some kind of ongoing long-term strategy for where what direction you want you want to go and things that you want to accomplish and and have means of progressing towards those i think when you're looking at something um so much in the short term like what's the next video going to be about or what you're going to do i think the the closer everything gets to now the more free form and kind of freestyle it ends up being right like it, it really varies for me like you know when i'm writing something i'll you know sometimes i'll have a topic that just comes to mind or i'll think of something that people might want to listen to or it might be something that I want to write about and then I just kind of open up a word document and there's obviously just the experience of okay here it is just a blank word document staring you in the face mm-hmm. and you just have to start writing about something sometimes it's just like something that happened to you that you thought was interesting something that um, you read somewhere that might be interesting and, and you just kind of get going and sometimes something funny comes up and sometimes it doesn't and to be honest I probably have in you know my uh, f- folder of scripts a- at least 300 400 different topics and different little jokes that are, you know, some of them are 200 words, some of them are 500 words, some of them are like six or seven pages. And almost all of them, I just kind of like throw them away and then come back to them, throw them away, come back to them. Uh, And it's really a matter of just kind of like, I don't know, figuring out stuff till it, till it, uh, something just really feels right. I'd say to to like what you're saying, I think there's a a real importance to having a technical and um, ongoing strategy Mm -hmm. but uh when it comes to the actual creative content it's like it's 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 a mess sometimes yeah and it needs to be you know it needs to be a mess so that it has that engaging and and captivating kind of feel about it as well yeah i agree i think that um i i mean I, i see so many people with different approaches too some people have when they make youtube videos they're like okay well it's just a matter of getting as many videos out as possible and see which one hits and some people are like, no, it's like, you know, Bill yeah. Wirtz, he makes a video like once every six months, but it gets like 30 million views. And people just have very different approaches, you know, and I think they all kind of work. What I thought was interesting is I um, read a book once on um, the sort of different rituals of uh, writers, you know, mostly, you know, prolific people, but there's always a writing component to their work. 
Um, and you know, whether they ended up working two hours a day or eight hours a day or writing 10,000 words a day or, you know, 300 words a day, it seemed to be that their output and their overall success and, and, uh, how well all their content did was roughly the same. Right. And I think people just have different processes. You know, some people are like, I'm going to write 300 incredibly high quality words every day. And some people are going to, going to be like, I'm going to write 10,000 and throw almost all of them out. So nice. I think there's just so many approaches that just work for that. I'm trying to remember the name of the book by, uh, that Tim Ferriss quotes often where he's saying, uh, in terms of writing, um, write drunk, edit sober. I think that's valuable advice. Uh, yeah, that's actually, I was actually just thinking that I, uh, I was writing something on the creative process as one of my videos. And that was actually just a thing that I was like an idea that I was like, oh, how can I make a joke out of this? And whenever, you know, I think stand up comedians do this all the time too, which is like, whenever they write something that they think is like, Ooh, this is, this is good in a way. It's almost like too good, like suspiciously good that you probably stole it from somewhere. Right. You probably so I Googled it. Like, that. That's why it's good. Right. Cause somebody yeah, else yeah. made you laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I Googled that. I Googled that and it's like, you know, it's a, you know, Ernest Hemingway quote or something like that, or it's been misquoted and requoted. But uh, yeah, I think there's some, some validity there. Cause I think the biggest mistake that people make is not making content. Like it, it's, it's way better to make something that's bad publish it, get the feedback, and then move on to the next thing rather than trying to make your first iteration of something perfect when you don't even know if it's going to be good to begin with. I think that's such a valuable tip, man. Like, um, I heard I heard somebody say, and again, misquoting because it's the way the world works. Somebody said, like, um, publish, today, publish something today even if it's crap. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just getting that content that just get it get it going i think is such a valuable um, mechanism and again everybody's going to have different techniques but i noticed mm-hmm. um one of my favorite videos of yours is uh and of course because we're looking at ways to help people build their youtube channels and and For you sure. have done a video on exactly that topic which is eight minutes of absolute gold anybody that wants to <laughs> uh to jump in there i think that not only will you laugh a lot but you'll end up giving james a shout out on ellen when you're on there um thank you Absolutely. Um, it's a great video. But one of the things that you, uh, that you mentioned in that video with uh, the touch of, of James's humor that we love um, is how often to publish content. And I notice on uh, Casually Explained, it's every roughly two weeks. Roughly and the two, two weeks, is important. Yeah. I've been um, better recently, but uh, yeah, still roughly two weeks. Yeah. Roughly two weeks, everything like that. But so do you, how long does it take you to put together one of your videos in terms of two weeks on a publishing schedule or, you know, roughly, let's not make any promises. Um, how long does it take <laughs> you to put that together? Um, well, I'd say roughly, um, most of the videos now are taking anywhere between 40 and a hundred hours, I'd say of total work. But um, it's, it's hard to really nail it down because like say something for the writing it's the it, it it's, a, it's a weird process once you start getting into it because if you're writing something um you know it's not like you can just put more hours in a day and accomplish more like three hours over three days is is way more effective than nine hours over one day right in, in terms of just letting the ideas like sit in the back of your mind and coming to the page again with or, you know sort of a, a new perspective that as it's kind of you know settled overnight type of thing yeah so there's certain things for me that, you know, like say writing, I can't really do more than three hours a day or it starts being counterproductive. Sure. Um, so you kind of have to spread that out. So it's almost like it'll, I'll probably, I usually write the script before I do any of the pictures. So, um, it'll take me a week of writing and each day will be about three hours. Yep. Um, but sometimes even more than that, like nine, 10 days. Um, and then to do the pictures, I usually just bang out all of them in a, in, in a weekend. Cause I, I mean, I feel like sometimes I'll wake up in the morning, have like a giant cup of coffee and just work for 12 hours. Cause that's mostly just mechanical 
kind of labor, but uh, I'd say the, most the of the detail, is the detail, the detail in your, in your drawing, and even, like the self-portrait is just, you know, it's amazing. Well, it's it, it, it you need time to create perfection, you know. So well, I do like how enough, you've, you've managed to stay so thin, though. I think that's great. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I feel like also I didn't notice this until I don't know, not even that long ago, but like the kind of a uh, hip area is <laughs> yeah, like a little just, bit disjointed, the, and I've pose. never fixed it. I've never fixed it. I just but that's I was the, like, that's eh, the that's pose, right? That's the hip out. You know, that's the. Yeah, that's right. There's got a little <laughs> bit of flair to it. Got to get those. Uh, Got to get those likes. That's right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, mate, you mentioned that uh, when you started, it was a posting on Reddit that um, that that achieved your initial success. Do you yes. post only on YouTube now, or are you are you multi-channeling? Oh well, um, initially when I started, I uploaded the video to YouTube, and then I posted on YouTube Haiku, and then someone cross-posted it to you know r slash videos. That might be a little bit too specific, but that's that's what that's happened. Right. And awesome. uh, and uh, I I posted that first video, and then I I might have posted the next video too, but then after that I've never posted anything because everyone just kind of posts for you, okay. and it's it's kind of, it's kind of good that way. Like I always advocate, you know, the the thing you should be really focusing on is making good content, right? Um, and improving the content because that's going to be really you know the backbone of everything. Like in a way. If you're making good content and you're only focusing on that and you're always making it better, then all of a sudden other people start doing the hard work for you. Nice. Um, in the sense that if you know if you make a video that's like, oh, you know, it's it's all right, it's 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 decent, and some people kind of like it, and then you go around to every single social media site, plastering it everywhere, posting it somewhere, like, yeah, maybe it's going to get some traction somewhere, and that's actually a reasonable strategy when you're getting going if you feel you've made something useful, but um, if you're just making something really good and that's what you're focused on, other people will start to post things around for you. And I think it was, um, the vast majority of my traffic came from Reddit until I had maybe 500 to 600,000 subscribers. And then it kind of got to the point where sometimes a video would get on YouTube trending. And that's when you start really hitting a more um, broad user base. And then uh, I'd say now it's just kind of like, I upload to Facebook, I post jokes on Twitter and that kind of stuff. I don't use Instagram too much. I should probably start doing that a bit more. Uh, YouTube, I just post the videos, but all the in terms of uh, the traffic that comes to it, I just let that all happen uh, organically. I think that's probably one of the best tips. And if, if we go back through some of the interviews that we've done with this VidFuse series, like every single one, whether they're talking cars or martial arts or cooking or whatever it is, the number one tip is just good quality content because you know the numbers are staggering in terms of how many hours of video are going up onto YouTube. You've got to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just expect to to be boring and 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 exp- and uh, have no content at all and get the followers. I think that's the best tip of all. I, I think like the, adding on to that, I think one of the most important things is to disconnect yourself from the content that you're making. In the sense that if you make a co- piece of content that no one watches, that doesn't mean that you're boring. It means the piece of content you made is boring. And I always find the biggest thing that people find um, as a difficulty, whether they're you know making music or videos or whatever it might be, is they start attaching whatever people say about what they've made to themselves. Right. So they upload a video and it gets no views. Like I think the perfect example is on Instagram. You upload a photo and it doesn't get as many likes as you want, so you delete it. Right. You know, and, and really what that, that, that does, people think that when you don't get many views on a YouTube video is because people don't like you or that you, you're not funny or that you're not interesting. And it's like the way that you should be taking it is the piece of content you made is not that funny or not that interesting. And you should look at ways that you can improve it um, and then that way, you know, you, you don't feel sad <laughs> and then yeah. also you can improve your content and, and take it from there. So it, and as it's you good say to in your video, it. you can either learn to improve your craft or you can cry about it and be a wiener. So, you know, yeah. or exactly do both right. as you successfully <laughs> exactly. proved. 
That's, that's right. You could do both. I mean, it's it, it's obviously normal if you make a video and it doesn't get a million views like you thought. It gets like five people watch it and you get one dislike from your dad, which yeah. I think I wrote in there. It, uh, look, it, it's obvious you're going to be a little bit down about it, especially if you thought it was going to do great. But you should be treating that as like, okay, well, how can I make my piece of content better? And you should be not attributing it to your own failure as a person. You should just be like, okay, well, I need to improve my skill at making content or the product that I'm doing. I think that's a you know, good good that's distinction a, to make. That's, that's, that's solid philosophy, absolutely. Um, so tell me, what do you think are the best and worst things about being a YouTube superstar? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd exactly use those words in particular, but I guess... Uh, the. Let's say running the, uh, a YouTube business in that case. Let's say what's the best I, thing about best and worst things about running a YouTube business? Well, I think the best and worst things are often pretty similar in the sense that it's kind of like running your own business in a way where you make your own hours but you're always working. Yep. So you you never really have any time off, but you can always you always have time to do things. So, right. you know, one thing that I think is great is um, I can structure my day any way that I want. I can do, I can wake up at any time. I can do anything. I can always, you know, do something with my friends whenever they're available. However, if you don't get something done, there's no one there who's going to do it. So, and your, your success and what you accomplish is directly proportional to the effort that you put in. Uh, and there's, I think the biggest thing is there's no one to hold you accountable for anything that you're doing. You know, it's not like you show up at nine or you're fired. It's like, you have to just yeah. find this sort to. of uh, intrinsic motivation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's 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 the, the so best. So it's the, the the best and worst is the paradigm. The the paradox. Sorry, the freedom that you have, um, which comes with the fact that you have this freedom, but you also need to hmm. um, use this freedom wisely to keep this freedom. Absolutely, and it's it's the kind of thing where if you imagine it, like if you're working a nine to five and you hate your boss and. You, you'd think, oh man, making YouTube videos, like that would be so good. Yeah. Like, and, and from that sense, in that comparison for that aspect, yes, it's absolutely a million times better. And it, it, overall, I would never complain about it, but you also have to consider like, okay, well, there's also no one to force you to wake up and <laughs> put your clothes on and go to work. There's no one to, to keep you accountable for your productivity. Um, and it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult because you have to literally be, your own boss and your, your, you know, the, I think the biggest thing too is this is a bit of a, a smaller point and it only really applies depending how far into it you go. But it's in a way, the lack of being around other people while you're working is like surprisingly kind of like, Oh, um, I have to actually go and socialize regularly instead of just having people at a workplace yeah. or a school that I'm used to going and seeing. So that's also point, too. Yeah, you're just doing all your work alone all the time. So that's <laughs> so true. But at least, yeah. uh, at least a million people like you. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so you see, you see the numbers come up on your stream um, screen, so you hope that it's true. I guess, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, in terms of uh, in terms of those numbers coming up on the screen, in terms of people liking you, um, how do you personally deal with the comments on your channel? Like, let's start with the let's start with the volume of comments that you have, and then let's we'll, we'll drift into kind of the haters and that kind of stuff later on. But how do you <laughs> deal with the sheer volume of, of comments that are coming through? Uh, I don't know. It's all right. I feel like usually there's a good filter system on YouTube, like now they have the comments that are the most liked get, you know, shown, um, at the front. So it's like, you can, you can get a, if you upload a video and go to sleep or you don't look at it for a few hours, right when you upload, uh, and you get a whole volume of comments coming in, you kind of get this filtered perspective of all the most common or the most, um, 
the most common comments. So you feel good uh, to start with until you scroll down. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> it's not too bad. I, I, I find that like most people on YouTube who are like, oh, you know, like that one in a hundred comments, you know, 99 people say a nice thing and then one person says a bad thing and it really gets to me. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, maybe it does a little bit, but I, it's not a big deal. Like I feel like I've been on the internet for so long that it's like I kind of know how people react to stuff and what people actually mean when they write something that it's not too big of a deal. Um, so I don't know. I like I like being able to interact with people every now and again. So do you do you I, I answer? Do you jump in and personally answer? Would we say ten percent, fifty percent? Like how? Oh often God! Do you... uh, on my com- YouTube comments, like yeah. nowhere near that. There's too many to you know. If there's like one comment that comes up and I think I have a funny response or something I wanted to say, I'd I'd pop that in. I reply right. to a lot of people on Twitter um, that I. If, if someone sends me a thoughtful email, I always reply. I've replied to all my emails that I think people put effort into. Um, same with like Twitter direct message. Um, but, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I won't, I won't put your Twitter handle on here, like, uh, inviting people to comment to you. Cause, uh, the last, the last thing I want to do is destroy that free. <laughs> oh, um, you, you could, you totally could though. I feel like my Twitter is really good. So you should, <laughs> you should send people over there. Well, send me a link to the, to your, uh, is it mm-hmm. all right? If you want to plug it, tell me. Just, what it just is. search casually explained. It'll Perfect. be um, casually explained. Make sure you go and uh, engage with James <laughs> so you. that at least you can laugh 10 times during the day. Now, <laughs> please guys. Thank you. <laughs> please. Um, do you, uh, do you have just one more on the comment side of things? Like we, as you said, you've been on the internet a long time. You know how people work. Um, do you have a delete and ban kind of mentality ever? If you see that rubbish coming through? Oh God, no. I, well, look, if, some, if I were on a subreddit or, you know, like, cause I have a, sub, a subreddit or like a, someone made a Twitter post that's just like completely absurd, you know, like just, I don't know, like criminal or hate yeah. speech. I mean, maybe I'd be like, Oh, I should probably delete this one. Um, just for, you know, like legal reasons, but no, I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I do not care what people say at any time. I often, I've made a few jokes in my videos that are like, you know, everyone, you know, leave a positive comment. All people leaving a negative comment will be banned, but that's like more of a joke. Cause I feel like people, <laughs> people who are so stressed out, it says more about them than it does about anyone else. So I would never nice. bother with that. Yeah. Especially I think with your, with your content as well, um, the, the, the humor of that, like, you know, if, if you're, if you're a stand up comedian and you're getting hecklers, it's actually like part of the show, you know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it, well, you gotta, you gotta take it in good, good form. I think it's, yeah, again, I just feel like people who try to, you know, ban or censor the, the chat that's going on, like, again, it just says to their own insecurity or whatever, but uh, yeah, people can talk about whatever they want. Just, I just, bank, <laughs> I can take it. just bank the checks, man. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, quite the simply the best bank. reaction is to like, you know, just bank it. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for the mute. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and uh, uh, speaking of that, so um, when when you're getting started and you're looking at an engineering career, which your parents said was a very stable way to go and whatever. <laughs> very stable. Yes. And, yeah, and um, uh, you you now you're making videos. You're you're getting that good following. At what point do you do you think that someone and let's say anyone that's out there could consider having YouTube as their full time career? Mm. Well, um, I think the it, it depends on the genre of content you're doing. Like if you're if you're doing a very niche targeted um, channel, then you can start thinking about like maybe even as low as like twenty to fifty thousand subscribers. I've seen people do that. Like especially if you're doing. Imagine you're you're doing a channel on like how to day trade effectively yep. on the yep. stock market. You know, and then you or like also people who do like say online poker. Like those are massive, massive amounts of money that go into programs that are in there. So if you have this small channel that's effectively 
you giving away information and then um, getting people to buy your you know, fitness program or your poker guide or your day trading tutorial, then there's a lot of people in that range making a ton of money. Right. Um, as you go a bit higher, like say you have 100 to 200,000 subscribers, um, I know a guy who does tech reviews and uh, he gets probably 10 to 20,000 views per video, but these um, companies will send him the tech and he gets to keep it so he can actually just resell it or use it or whatever. And it's like he makes a very comfortable living off of 100 to 200,000 subscribers, maybe 400,000 monthly views, because um, he monetizes it really well. Beautiful. If you're just if you're making things for um, just for the sake of the content, like for, like me, which yep. is just kind of like making jokes or making funny skits or whatever it might be, vlogs. Um, you know, it depends how well you run integrations, which are when uh, advertisers pay to put ads inside your video, not just the pre-rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it really depends how tight a ship you run. But in general, I'd say most people with 500,000 subscribers or more are looking at doing it full time, especially right. those are rec- more recent subscribers, maybe 4 million monthly views. They're right on the cusp of doing things full time. So you could do um, that with then, ad revenue, purely just, you know, video views. Yeah, I'd say like if you just did purely ad revenue and then maybe just like dip, you know, you're, you're looking into doing merchandise, you're looking into doing integrations, but I'd say it's pretty rare that someone over 500,000 subscribers or like maybe four or five million monthly views, even less than that, three million monthly views, um, would not be considering going full time. Um, and then, of course, you go all the way up to, you know, your PewDiePie's who are making, you know, God knows, like more than Hollywood star type money. So yeah. there's a big spectrum. Now, I know that, James, I know that you've got your own range of merch coming through, which I'm very excited about. I cannot wait <laughs> to have yours, your, your face on a hoodie or a sticker notepad on my desk or whatever it is. Um, so, guys, keep an eye out for, uh, for James's merch coming through. Mate, um, <laughs> it should be about a month. Perfect. I'll send you, awesome. I'll send awesome. you a little awesome. stick figure or something. And do you know what's great about that is even if this video doesn't get seen for two years, it'll still be about a month. You know, it's like maybe it hasn't <laughs> come out yet. It'll still be a month. It's coming soon. Don't worry about it. So yeah, what pretty, do you think are the best on. ways of, um, of monetizing? So, you know, we talk about uh, different methods and and obviously Google supporting the content creators is one of the first ways that we look at. And you're mentioning, you know, if you're running very narrow, you're getting product placements, you're getting sponsorships, you're getting, you know, paid placements and that kind of stuff, which I can't wait to see you draw a bottle of shampoo on your on your channel. Um, But um, what are the other ways that people can monetize that content? Um, well, I think it, it depends on what scale you're also thinking of doing it. Like, I think it's important to consider the idea that, you know, say big YouTubers, we have like these integrations where a company will say, we'll pay you X amount of dollars to do a 45 second spot for Dollar Shave Club or for, you know, whatever, you know, L'Oreal shampoo, whatever yeah. you want to be drawing in there. Um, so it's like, those are all through agencies and management. Like those are kind of like basically the same way they do it for TV. Right. But if you're a smaller channel in particular, like you can do it with anything. Like if you get up to say the two or 3000 subscriber range and it's all local videos or whatever like um depending what your reach is and what the context is like you can always just get you can just contact people you can contact people who have some kind of online product you can contact people who are doing a local business uh and just see if you can put their their content into your into your thing i think merchandise is huge because there's so many platforms to do it basically for free Uh, right now if you go to i don't know if spreadshirt still does this but there's other you know websites like that where you can just sign up and they just print on demand so you can make shirts and all that kind of thing um, what other things could you do? Um, if you can make a product, that's great, especially if you're really niche, you know, if you're making, um, if you're doing makeup tutorials or you're doing, um, like how to film something in a certain way, um, you can, uh, you can link to all the products that you're using through Amazon, or you can actually write like a small ebook that you sell for $1. Yep. I mean, there's lots of ways to do it, but I, I still think that the number one most important thing is focusing on making the best content, content. you can make, because if, if you reach 10 times as many people, um, 
that's going to be such that's going to be that's where the your audience is. One thousand people versus ten thousand people. You know, it doesn't matter how hard you monetize it; you just don't have enough in your audience. So yeah, that's got it. Absolutely. So content is always key, and and that's where the yep. the money starts to come in from. I've already taken yep. too much of your time, man, and and I'm I'm so grateful for oh, no worries, dude. for the challenge. I know that you've got you know work to do, so. You know, I'll make, right. you, make your mum proud that you have to get back to work. Um, <laughs> if I could ask you, so uh, a, a couple of last questions there. People who are watching this, want to, they want to get some content out there. They want to build their channel. What, in addition to good content, uh, how what, what, you take somebody aside and here's a kid who's studying at university who's, who just wants to get his content out onto YouTube about how to make the best frying pans or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, would you, what are you going to say to that person straight off the cuff? Uh, well, I, I guess I'd say like you should always be making content around something that you know a lot about or that you're good at. Um, I think I think that's a little bit underrated. I think making making a lot of content and jumping in right away is important. I think the biggest thing that I I, I went to VidCon recently um, and it was the first one I ever went to. And when I got to meet a few people who you know, we're asking some questions about their YouTube channel. The biggest thing I found was everyone was talking about what they're going to do. Right. And they, you know, they're about to do something for like, you know, the last six months. And, right. you know, like, like in a way where it's like for me, you know, my once every two weeks upload schedule. I mean, like, you know, you think that's pretty bad. Like a lot of people just say like, okay, well, I'm going to make these videos once I get my new camera for Christmas. Or it's like, I'm going to do this once I can afford to pay for, you know, Adobe After Effects. And I'm going to do this when my friend is back. And like all these like limitless kind of things. And it's like, I really think that it's so important to figure out what you're going to be doing. Um, try to do the best job you possibly can. Um, do like, you know, that 95% job. You don't need to be a perfectionist right away because you don't even know if it's good or how people are going to receive it. And then just kind of Put content out regularly at, uh, at you know as frequently as you possibly can with while no maintaining excuses. a degree of quality with no excuses. Remember to disconnect yourself from it. Say like, if I get criticized for this, it's my work. It's not me. I can always improve my work. Um, and then immediately taking in feedback and seeing what does work and what doesn't, and then building it from there. Um, and I think not waiting around is probably the biggest, the super, biggest thing. Super solid principles. Um, if you had to start, I got two more questions. But if you if you had to start yeah. again. Um, so let's say the world ended and, and, uh, there was no YouTube tomorrow or whatever, or, or your channel (laughs) got shut down or whatever happens, blah, blah, blah. If you had to start again, what would you, what would the first week of your new venture look like? (laughs) By the way, sorry for the the bells outside. You can probably hear those, but, um, I I know that you're in the lock house, man. You're, you know, I understand. Um, sorry. What would my first week look like? You have to start again. What's that first week look like? Man, like knowing what I know now, yeah. if I went back, uh, well, I guess for me, it would just be kind of like making uh, making the content, but with like a bit of a head start on knowing what I was doing. I don't think I'd really do anything differently. I guess like I kind of got lucky in the sense that my stuff was fairly popular right away, and that's not always the, the case for people. I think the biggest thing would be... I think I would be less hesitant and I just, I just talked about this, but less hesitant to put out content. Like so often I made a video and I was like, it's not good enough. And I didn't post it or I wrote half a script and I was like, God, it's not good enough. I won't post it. Um, to me personally, when I look at almost all of my videos that I, all of my early videos, I'm like, these are terrible now. Um, but then, you know, at the time they, they were, they were fine. So I, I really think it's like you, you have to acknowledge that you'll, your taste will change in that front. But yeah, I don't think there's any, 
I don't think there is really anything I do differently from the first from the just first week. I think I do just, it all. Just get it. Just get it out there. Get it out there. Get it out there, and uh, don't be afraid to kind of you know push it around, show some people, get some responses. And if people say it's not that good, then it's not that good. You got to work on it. Um, but uh, yeah, otherwise, just keep 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 doing it. That's all I'd say. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. That's amazing advice. And last question, uh, and I should have asked this earlier on in in sequence, but anyway, um, yeah, no worries. When when you're putting up content, so we've talked a lot about making sure that it's good, making sure that you're working on your craft, you know, making sure that you're getting content out there, all that kind of stuff. How much time do you spend then trying to optimize? For traffic on YouTube, do you do you play with titles, descriptions, and tags and that kind of stuff, or do you just publish and let the natural flow of that content take over? Um, well, I think it's you know most of it. I think it's one of those eighty twenty principle kind of things where you know eighty percent of it's just going to be the content and how good it is. Um, yeah. I just say like when it comes to sort of search engine optimization and when to post and all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, to me, I just look at the ones that are what's the obvious good choice here? And to okay. me, it was, uh, I post in the mornings. I posted uh, 6 a.m. Eastern usually, or sorry, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern, um, 6 a.m. my time on the West Coast in uh, in Canada. Um, because that way, you know, if it goes on Reddit, which is where I initially got my audience, it, it, you know, typically posts, if they do well, last about 17 to 18 hours. That gives me all of North America prime time while people yes. aren't sleeping. Um, so I mean, like to me, I'm like, well, that's an obvious thing to do in terms of like titles and descriptions. Like, nah, they're super overrated. Like I'm actually in a, a discord chat with a bunch of YouTubers who are talking about the algorithm and like most of the stuff they're talking about is not, you know, to me, it's just, it's such small, not important information. Um, I think it's important not to do things like, you know, uh, swear excessively. I you, you obviously put it in if it makes the video better, but don't swear excessively. Don't put stupid things in your titles because then the algorithm will catch it and yep. like not really want to promote it. But that's more of a, an artifact that will probably get sorted out later. But um, I think in terms of optimization stuff, it, it's, it's massively overrated. It, it's, it, it's really just like post at a decent time, usually in the morning of the biggest traffic source that you have. Um, post on... Uh, Usually I find that Thursday is a good day, but it also depends on the, the video. Like there's no hard and fast stats. I just, I'm taking a long time to say nothing really, but I no, actually don't worry too much about the, uh, the, the technical search engine optimization stuff. It's way, it's not as significant as people think. Um, just, I'd say post, just post in the up. morning for where your regular traffic base is. And that's Fantastic. the only thing that's even remotely relevant. Yeah. Good, good advice. And I've heard you mention a couple of times that you're connected with other YouTubers. Are there forums or you mentioned VidCon. Is there, you know, are there places where people should go to learn how to be a good YouTuber? Um, you can just, you, you can just search it on YouTube actually. But, and they'll come uh, up with your few... video, which will be great. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Oh yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, well actually when I went to VidCon, which was just a, a month ago or so, was the first time I ever actually met any other YouTubers. Since then it's just, um, sorry, before then it was just me kind of, you know, making videos in my room and then uploading them and, and that's it. Yep. Um, so that was kind of good, but uh, uh, there's not really too many forums. Most of them are already ones of people who are kind of established YouTubers talking to each other a little right. bit. But again, to be honest, you're not really missing out on much conversation there uh, in terms of improving your own you know stats and that kind of stuff. But at least um, a million I, people like you. <laughs> that's right. You got the <laughs> got the fans out there. That's it. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I I I just don't. I don't know. I think it's important if you're making content at whatever scale it's to be uh, engaged and hanging out with other people doing a similar thing. Because that way I, I found a tremendous amount of increase in my motivation just by meeting other people doing the same thing. Fantastic. Um, 
And I think that that's probably the most important thing you'll get out of any type of community. So I'd say it's like, whether it's online or in real life, probably real life, it's just like hanging out with other people, making videos like you are, so you can just back each other up, talk about what you like, didn't like about the videos. And, and that's, I think that's where real content comes from, really, isn't it? Like just whatever the niche is, that's, you know, the, the getting out there into the world is where that content comes from. So, you know, mm-hmm. go and meet people, go and talk, go and hang out in the spaces that you're in. That's good. That's cool. It's so, so true. I remember when I was a kid and I was first, you know, messing around with YouTube, it was like, uh, you know, me and my friend would just try to, I would be like, hey, can you jump off of this, you know, this this wardrobe and then I'll play it backwards so it'll look like you're jumping onto it. Like we just did like that. It is like he did like the cinnamon challenge back then, but he nice. did it with, with uh, he did it with brown sugar and then he faked <laughs> the whole reaction thinking he'd get a million views. And it's like those little experiences that it was like he when we hung out together, it like made it fun to make the videos and that's kind of the precursor to accomplishing anything. So I think, Beautiful. you know, just, have, just make it fun, hang out with your friends a Have fun bit. and when you do jump off wardrobes, just make sure you film it. Um, <laughs> Accurate. James, thank you so much, guys. I'm, I'm going to wrap up so James can get back to work or kicking back with uh, Netflix yep. or whatever yep. it is. All of that, yep. <laughs> <laughs> guys, go and check out The Best Looking Man on YouTube. Uh, the channel is casually explained. You'll find out <laughs> all kinds of advice from everything on how to, uh, how to pick up women, how to pick up guys, how to trade on the stock market, and more importantly, how to build a channel that people love um, just by simply looking at what James has created over the last two years. Mate, you are an unbelievably... Uh, high-ranking legend in my eyes and i'm sure that that helps you sleep at night and of course ellen when you watch this make sure you reach out to james he's been waiting for a while wow thanks a lot thanks for having me cheers guys thanks a lot james we'll speak to you soon man